strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And knock conspiracy theories out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Hank, and tonight we're going to be taking a, a solo flight through the baseball world. My co-host, Drew, is on the three-day IL, so we're going to send some good thoughts and vibes and wishes his way. And for tonight, we're going to do a little Wednesday sports show per usual, the old school uh, throwback. We're going to go through our AL and NL rundowns, the divisional rankings. But before we do all that, I want to tell you about Nico over there in Pure Pet Wellness. If if you go to www.purepetwellness.com, you will find one of the finest lines of CBD products for your pets that you can uncover on the face of the earth. Nico over there runs this very amazing family-owned and operated company with all naturally sourced organic ingredients no chemical additives this is seriously top-notch stuff and the price is amazing i can personally vouch for it uh it's turned around my dog's skin irritations problems uh, during fourth of july and anytime we have thunderstorms i'll give them some of the cbd oil and they'll they'll be chill uh they got to the point where they just like they see the bottle, they want some. So uh, I can personally attest it helps me with uh, healing from burns and scrapes and cuts at work. Uh, helps with my skin irritations to, to an extent. So if you want to go check out Nico and his line of products, that is purepetwellness.com. And when you get to check out, enter promo code 643 for 20% off. And that is not just a one-time deal. Every time you go visit Nico over there, you can enter promo code 643 and you will always get 20% off. After you get done visiting Nico over there at Pure Pet Wellness, I'd like to send you over to the dangerousworldpodcast.com. There you're going to find Ryan Dean's merch for his show, but you will also find a special line of conspiracy themed soap that him and Ghost from My Third Eye podcast have put together. And once again, I can personally attest to the quality and the uh, just overall product of this soap. It is amazing. My wife loves it. I love it. I got the four pack so I can try out all the different uh, scents he's got. And each one of them are bangers. I mean, you cannot miss. And for the quality of product, once again, this, the, you're not going to find a friendlier price out there. So go check out that conspiracy theme soap at dangerousworldpodcast.com. Let them know that I sent, sent them your way. Uh, so kind of been absent lately. I Just real quick, I've been going through a lot of dental issues that ultimately led me to getting my lower two wisdom teeth cut out last Thursday. So I've been pretty down and out behind that, but I'm back and I'm ready to roll. Looking forward to talking some baseball tonight, even though it is by myself. So if I sound a little bit awkward, it's because I'm not used to sitting in a room talking to myself. So we're going to make it through this, and it's going to be a great episode. 
I just want to say off the top, a lot of what Drew and Ryan, when we very first started, and I said in the early, early parts of this season, have for the most part fallen exactly into place how I saw this going, except for a couple of teams. The 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 top four teams in the league right now are your Baltimore Orioles, the Atlanta Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Tampa Bay Rays. And if you recall, I called Baltimore staying hot. I called Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay could set themselves up. Y'all heard me talk ad nauseum about Tampa Bay. They set themselves up to where they could literally play win every other game for the rest of the season after at a certain point and they were going to finish in contention well they didn't just win every other game they've still been on a on a roll not so much here lately but we'll talk about them shortly um the Dodgers who who's shocked about the Dodgers being one of the top 4 teams in the league with just uh, just under 2 months of ball left to play I, i'm not shocked i mean that's what los angeles does and Anybody who's been paying attention to baseball over the last five years knows that you're not going to find a better team day in and day out than the Atlanta Braves. They really are one of the funnest teams to watch, and for several reasons. And I'll, and I'll get into that when we when we get there. But I'd like to start in the American League tonight, and we're going to start in the American League East. And like I said, those Baltimore Orioles are sitting on top of that American League East with a record of 83 and 50. I mean, that's just downright impressive on its face without considering where Baltimore has been pretty much since Cal Ripken Jr.'s prime. I mean, the Orioles haven't really been too relevant outside of a few good players come through their organization over the last couple of decades. But here they are with just under two months of baseball left to play, and they're sitting on top of the – AL East with a two-game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays, who skid had been on a kind of a skid lately. They they've won their last three, and the, I'm, I'm assuming that these rankings are as of Monday. Um, but I know that I saw a stat the other day that said since I was some date in June that. The Mariner, like the their win loss record, completely flipped to what the Mariners have done. Like the Mariners have won like some ungodly number. I think it's like fifty something in eighteen, and the Rays have been almost completely opposite of that. But like I was just saying, the Rays set themselves up early on in the year so that virtually nothing they did would lose them that much ground. I mean. They've got eight and a half games over the third place Toronto Blue Jays. That's a huge lead to have this late in the year. You're 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 talking, I mean, for for an eight and a half game lead to disappear with just under two months left, Tampa Bay has to completely fall apart. And Toronto has to magically start firing on on all cylinders and they need to be sweeping series and they need to be taking series and it just seems like you know it hasn't clicked on all cylinders yet not going to call it out but you know toronto's got to get things going 
the fourth and fifth place teams in AL East, Boston and New York Yankees, respectively, the season's pretty much over for them. Uh, one of them, one of those teams might get in and on a wild card game. And if it was one of the two, you can honestly give me Boston. Uh, the Yankees just don't have it this year. I cannot remember the last time I've seen a Yankees team that is that is 64 and 60, 68 with under two months left to play. It's just kind of mind-blowing, especially since when I grew up, you know, when it really started paying attention to ball, the Yankees were hot. You know, they had Mariano Rivera, CC Sabathia, they had Derek Jeter. They had Alex Rodriguez. I mean, they had a stud lineup year after year. And to see them in fifth place of the AL East this year is just, whew. So we're going to move to the AL Central right now. And, and this is – you all remember me talking about how pathetic the central divisions of both the AL and the NL were earlier this year, and it really hasn't changed. Uh, the The only team with a winning record in the AL Central is your first place Minnesota Twins at 69 and 65. Who, yeah, that's a whole four games over 500. So, hoorah. I mean, but hey, I can't, I ain't going to talk too much noise because my Redbirds are, we're, we're not going to talk about them too much tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Minnesota's probably gonna they'll, they'll they'll make it into the playoffs simply because they're first place in the division. I don't the Cleveland Guardians are in second place of the uh, AL Central, and they're only five games back. And with a team like Cleveland, who loves playing a very fundamental, a lot of people dub it small ball. I mean, Cleveland can get hot. I've seen Cleveland go insane right there at the last stretch and barely get in. So that that's probably that might be something to keep up with over the next few weeks of seeing how Minnesota and Cleveland shake out. But that's that's the only race for that's going to be going on in that division. Detroit's in third, and they're fifty nine and seventy three. Okay, nobody wants to see a team that's almost. 20 games under 500 in the playoffs. Same same song with the Chicago White Sox in fourth at 53 and 81. And then your Kansas City Royals are in last place, and they're already eliminated from playoff contentions. They're a, 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 a meager 41 and 93 on the season. So the only two teams that will even – get a half a eyes glance are going to be your twins and guardians. I could care less which one of them to get in because they probably won't make it past a, a wild card series. This, this AL postseason is, is more than likely going to be what three teams out of the AL East AL West and then the guardian or the, the twins or whoever finishes first in the AL central. But the AL West is where probably the funnest, funnest, the most fun, the most exciting 
race uh, leading up to these playoffs is going to take place, and that's between the first-place Seattle Mariners uh, with a record of 76 and 57. Like I was mentioning earlier, they have just been tearing the cover off of the ball. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, if you've been following the Instagram page, you know I did a little uh, – post about Julio a, a few ba- few days back. He he's the fastest player in Marlins or not Marlins Mariners history behind King Griffey Jr. to hit 50 home runs. Like the kid is going insane. Um and it, it's just it's really showing, you know, they've got a they've went 8 and 2 over their last 10 games. Uh ladies and gentlemen, that is why your your Mariners are in first place. The the third place Texas Rangers, and I know I, I'm skipping ahead right quick, but just for comparison, have gone three and seven over their last ten. And if we can recall back to my earlier episodes, I questioned Texas's ability to maintain the cliff they were winning at. And I didn't think it was going to happen, especially after they lost Jacob DeGrom because they couldn't afford to lose any more arms. And if you have anybody that knows baseball, it's 162 games. This is a long, grueling season. And you only have so many slots for so many pitchers. You were bound to lose more than one. If If you're going into a season with only six guys in mind for your rotation, you're going to be in a spot similar to the Texas Rangers because not only did they lose Jacob DeGrom, their name their name signing over the offseason, but they lost Nathan Eovaldi, and I'm, I really don't think he's back yet, but Nathan Eovaldi was their ace after DeGrom left or got hurt. He didn't leave, excuse me. And so that just kind of – crippled them and they've fallen apart over the last they're they're out of the teams that still are going to be playing in the postseason no team is more ready for august to be over than the texas rangers let me tell you but um gonna show some love to the second place a old west houston astros with a record of 77 and 58 and they've gone seven and three over their last 10. I called Texas, or not Texas, Houston, excuse me, Ryan would have just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> I called Houston being there at the end. I told y'all that they were going to do just enough during the season to hang around and then right there at the end of the year, they're going to be clicking on all cylinders because that's what Houston does, and it's really started showing. Jose Altuve just hit for the cycle the other night in Fenway, I think it was, in Boston at Fenway. They are going to be a problem in the postseason like they are every year. So I really see the playoffs in the AL coming down Sure, sure locks for me right now are Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Houston, and Texas. I'll put Texas in that basket. I'm not even going to give the AL Central a sure lock because they don't deserve it, even though they automatically get one. They should be a damn shame to themselves. 
but one of them teams, and it's going to be either Minnesota or Cleveland, and they're going to get bounced in the first round anyway. I see it really coming down to I'm guys, I don't know if Seattle can take Houston head up heads up. I don't know if I don't know if Seattle and Houston or, or we saw it last year, and I know this ain't last year's team. But but I think I think we could have a real possibility at seeing a you know a Houston Baltimore or a or a Seattle Baltimore uh, AL representative in the in the AL championship series. So that's gonna wrap us up for the American League. I'm gonna jump into the National League right quick. Once again, we're gonna start in the East. And like I mentioned, in top of the AL East and on top of the entire MLB rankings, you have your Atlanta Braves at 86 and 45. They have also gone seven and three over their last 10. Not a surprise. They don't lose series. They'll, they might drop one game in a series, but more times than not, they're going to be doing what they do. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Atlanta because there's there's really no need to. I'm more interested in who's going to race with them into the playoffs. Uh, Philadelphia is in second of your AL East and with a record of 74 and 59, excuse me. And they've been clicking here just lately. Bryce Harper is come alive over the last week. He's gone 13 straight games with an RBI or something like that. It, the Philadelphia Phillies will be represented in the in the postseason. I can almost guarantee it. Miami's in third. They're even at 66 and 66. Hmm. <laughs> but they've got they've done dropped to three and set three and seven over their last 10. So Miami is probably done. They're 20 and a half games behind Atlanta, just for reference, 20 and one half game behind first place in their division. Who, but a team I am, you know, I mentioned, I, you know, I, I would really love to see it just because it would be hilarious. Uh, the, the fourth place, AL East Washington nationals, at 62 and 72. They've been playing some ball here lately. They're six and four over their last 10. They've been doing okay. And a lot of the pieces from the Juan Soto trade with the San, San Diego Padres are they're starting to settle into their own. Mackenzie Gore, CJ Abrams. You know, they've got young studs of their own because they're always horrible. So they've got high draft picks in their organization. It's going to be fun to watch how their schedule plays out for them because they could have a chance if they keep playing baseball at the same six and four clip that they do for the rest of the season, you know, that they just did this last 10 games, then then Washington could be playing spoiler, you know, season runner to a lot of these teams that are not doing themselves any favor by playing good baseball. The National League is kind of in shambles this year. Uh, one thing I wasn't expected to see was the New York Mets being in fifth place of the AL East. 
at 60 and 73. The Washington Nationals have a better record than the New York Mets with just under two months left to play in baseball. And Steve Cohen opened up his pocketbooks and spent every penny he could possibly spend on players this offseason. And there's rumors that every player on the Mets roster, including Pete Alonso, is available for trade this offseason. Me personally, <laughs> who was it that asked if they could borrow? Oh, that was Drew. <laughs> News that I need to borrow your borrow your slang and say uh bless your heart. It wanted to be southern. Oh, that was Dan Von Gino. But bless their hearts, man. The New York Mets are gonna gonna New York Met. And <laughs> that was something Ryan would say too. Uh on to the National League Central. We've got your Milwaukee Brewers in first place. Milwaukee's been playing playing some really good baseball. You know, their their biggest problem was their inability to keep consistent offense on the field. So they've responded. I want to say they got swept a few weeks ago by the Dodgers or somebody. And since then, they've done nothing short of going on an 8-0 run. And and they're 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 it they're sitting pretty on top of the NL Central, as long as they continue to produce offense. Their pitching is always going to be good. They just need their bats to show up night in and night out because they have no room to give up to the second-place Chicago Cubs at 71-62. and 62. And if you'll recall, we talked kind of in-depth, maybe not. It's been a while about the Chicago Cubs offseason. They really went out and – purchased a lot of players who only option were to go to Chicago, bet on themselves to have a good year so that they could land a, a good contract somewhere else. Players like Cody Bellinger, who really has had a really good season. It's not the Cody Bellinger of 2018, 2019 that won him the MVP, but it's Miles beyond the Cody Bellinger that we've seen over the last handful of years that really he fell apart after his MVP. And it's really good to see Cody Bellinger back to doing Cody Bellinger things. Um, I wouldn't be mad if my Cardinals went after him in the offseason. I'd love to have him. In the third place in the NL Central, we have the Cincinnati Reds, 69 and 66. And with them being six games out, I don't want to write them off just yet, folks. I don't want to do it. I want to leave the door open. I'm really hot on Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, he is a phenomenal baseball player in just every aspect. He is the legit, the most legitimate five-tool player I've ever seen. Speed, power, hits for average, can steal you bases, and is a great defender. He is just he's he's going to be special for a long time. But Cincinnati just needs to really, really start winning a few more series because if they don't, their their season's over. Chicago's been playing great ball. Milwaukee's been playing great ball here lately. And if that continues, the race is going to be all but over for as far as being a three-team race. Uh, 
Pittsburgh and Seattle, fourth and fifth in the NL Central, respectively. And there's <laughs> Pittsburgh was going to end up there regardless. But I'm just flabbergasted at what has happened this year with the Cardinals. I think they need to – not only do they need to fire Oliver Marmol, they need to fire the entire front office. They need to sell the team. But I don't know what hat needs to happen because the entire time I've been alive, I've seen one season like this. Oh, I'm just ready for next year. (laughs) And that'll leave us with the NL West, where you have your first place, Los Angeles Dodgers, 82 and 49. The Dodgers are going to Dodger. They're going to keep winning games. They're going to keep producing talent. They're going to be in the postseason, and they're going to be probably the second best favorite behind Atlanta to win the uh, pennant for the National League. Behind them, way behind them, 14 games behind them, you have the San Francisco Giants, excuse me, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are tied at 69 and 64. One of them, I believe one of them teams will have a chance to get into the postseason. I believe one of them will. I don't think both of them will, but I'd like to see it be Arizona. Arizona's a fun young team. They got hot there for a while, but I want to say some injuries have kind of taken their train off the tracks. But like I said, you know, if if I do believe one of those, whichever team is going to in the second place, probably going to sneak into this postseason or at least have a chance to play for a wild card series. And you never know what's going to happen. Uh, it's 62 and 72 in fourth place of the year in L West. You have your San Diego Padres who like the New York Mets spent money that nobody thought was possible. I mean, I'm not sure how the, the Padres front office isn't under SEC investigation or something because it's it between the Padres and the New York Mets money that they spent this last offseason alone. They <laughs> there would be no hunger in America. <laughs> like what pothole? Like they they the the billions of dollars between their rosters. It's ridiculous. And in fifth place of the NL West, you have the Colorado Rockies. No surprise that they're at the bottom of that barrel. They're not the worst team in the National League. Actually, I think they are. Yeah. No, I stand cor- – or I sit corrected, rather. They are the worst team in the National League. I don't know when the Rockies are ever going to be relevant again. I hope it's soon because baseball's better when everybody's good. I mean, it's really kind of cut and dry once you once you look at it from these divisional standpoints, what's going on as far as postseason play is concerned. There is a clear line between the teams that obviously are trying to win and the teams that can't win. And it's not even funny. Like some of these, some of these guys, like Detroit and Chicago, Kansas, Kansas City and Oakland, 
Colorado, they should, if they're not going to pr- produce a competitive product, I don't know. They should lose. They shouldn't be awarded with draft picks for not holding up their end of the deal. The Oakland Athletics have only won 39 games this season. That hurts my, my head thinking about how you, how hard you have to try to lose. But it's been a while since I've done one of these divisional breakdowns. I know it's a little shorter episode tonight, but since I'm flying solo, I think I'm just about done talking to myself, my dear listeners, my dear friends. I do appreciate y'all for sticking it out with me this week and making it to this point of the show. I love y'all. I hope y'all have a great rest of y'all's week, and we'll catch y'all later.